to another episode of Uncorked with Team Corker, the podcast brought to you by the Bro and Sis duo featuring stories of remarkable people or things that we want <laughs> to share with the world. Hi, Bro. Hey, how's it going? It's really great because I'm really <laughs> excited about today's topic. What's today's topic? Why Tuesdays Matter. What I think the audience should know is that I really like curating what we talk about, and I also think the audience should know that you aren't given much insight. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to our life. (laughs) Um, But I share that because I'm just genuinely really excited about this podcast and about the conversation, and of course, especially today. Um, And I want our audience to know that they're getting fresh Matt Corker perspective. And fresh Steph Corker, I would say. Always. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we've never had this conversation before. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. No. What we could say is, like, all the videos that we have previously posted, like, let's talk about the number of video takes that we've done before, Mm -hmm. where my, like, iPhone is full of... 15 to 30 second clips of us screwing up so this is like raw (laughs) yes this is because um when in video format matt corker gives me second chances on podcasts i like to run the show and he's not given a second chance (laughs) anyway i digress this is great uh we are here to talk about why tuesdays matter and i chose this topic because our podcast is coming out on i mean it might be available on a Monday, but it will always be live for Tuesday. And my um, wish, greatest wish, when we started recording these podcasts were to have content for Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess let's just dive in. Why does a Tuesday matter to you? What is a Tuesday in your world? Wow. Um, a Tuesday in my world. Well, I think there's an interesting dynamic around Tuesdays, to be honest, because mm-hmm. Like, Monday is, like, the day that everyone groans about. So it's, like, you come back from a weekend, and you're like, oh, it's Monday, and you all have the blues on Monday. So there's, like, this societal norm around Monday being the horrible day of the Mm. week. Then you have Tuesday, and then you have Wednesday, and it's, like, the hump day. You're halfway through. It's, like, you're over the hump. You're almost at the weekend, and it's only Wednesday. Then Thursday is usually, like, a busy social night. Like, Thursday, if you're an event planner or you're hosting things in the city, like, Thursdays are good nights to host events at because it gets people revved up for the weekend. You're not competing with Friday night plans or long weekend plans. So it's a really, like, usually there's something to do on Thursday nights. Friday, it's like TGIF. We're so excited. So people may be either, like, strong to the finish line, working their butts off, or they'll just take their time and have an extra long lunch break or something on Fridays. Um... But, like, Tuesday's uncharacteristic. So All right, so bro's just giving us the rundown of the week. <laughs> and I love this because this is amazing. And when you say this, it does give me pause for thought that, of course, Wednesday's a hump day. And, yeah. and I think since becoming entrepreneurs all of four years ago, I don't even know what day of the week it is. Totally. And it's really great to hear you articulate it like that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right, there's a thing called TGIF, not TGI what the heck day of the week. Yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, when are we recording this again? <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, Tuesday, so like Tuesday is is almost like a blank slate. Like you don't, we don't have anything charged mm. or like there's no societal understanding of Tuesday. So I like that because like blank slates in me, the best. Yes. Matt wants to create a societal norm <laughs> with the podcast on Tuesday. But like. Low and corks on a Tuesday. <laughs> and then I also think like Tuesdays to me on a like habitual basis, mm. I have been 
um, teaching yoga at Equinox uh, downtown in Vancouver for a year now. Just as soon as the, the club opened, I started teaching there on Tuesday nights. And the community of people there, like I will schedule things around that class because they are so committed. They're so fun to be in the same space as. And like when it's hot outside, they come to a hot power class. When it's cold outside, they come to a hot power class. And it's like humbling and hilarious. And I just love it. So Tuesdays to me are like, a blank slate to do whatever I want to do during the day. And at the same time, like I get to end it on the sweetest note. So what I'm hearing is it's a blank slate in the week. And yet there's ridiculous consistency to your world on a Tuesday. And it's how you spend your time. And it's also what you create and contribute to. And Mm. what you've created and contribute to is a really sweet community that comes together to practice. And I love that you bring this up because I can tell you my Tuesdays are spent standing in your wait list lineup, (laughs) not making it into your yoga class. But you do, like, you spend Tuesdays doing something special too. Every morning. Tuesday is super special. And, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it, I guess, is less about the community in the same way that you have built something so special. Um, Yet Tuesday mornings for me were were track Tuesdays or tready treadmill Tuesdays, and I would save my favorite podcast for the treadmill. And mm-hmm. um, it's really special for me because said with no self deprecation. Wait, before I dive in, what I need to say is you're really humble in stating the power of your community class because, like I said, while I'm standing the wait line, <laughs> the wait listed lineup. Um, the place is packed. It's mm. not just like a few people show up to a yoga class. It's like mat to mat. The place is packed and everyone craves that. And the reason I think it's important to share that is it's almost like my Tuesdays are the complete opposite in the morning. Mm. And for a very, very long time, it was just me in the treadmill right? and my podcast, whatever <laughs> podcast I was eagerly awaiting to listen to. And, and so this is where I say not, um, with no sense of self-deprecation, I, I wasn't a great runner. I loved running yet. I really wasn't very fast and it didn't bother me because I loved it. And I was going to do whatever it took day by day to become a better and faster runner. And one of those key workouts every week was a treadmill run Mm. and other workouts, you know, I could, I could run on the treadmill if it was icy or snowy, um, but I always would choose to run outside except for the treadmill or the track. Tuesday mornings, I was either at the track or I was on a treadmill Mm. often by myself, always listening to my favorite podcast. And, you know, bro, it probably has been four years of coach Jazzy planning these Tuesday workouts week over week over week. And, um, And I look back and last year I had a a really great running year for me Mm -hmm. and it wasn't ridiculously fast for many, many people, but for me, it was a really big deal. And I ran my 25th marathon and I I just threw up in my mouth a little, a little little bit ridiculous, (laughs) but from my first marathon to my 25th marathon, I had improved by like an hour and 25 minutes. That's incredible. That's a lot of time. And 
what I look at is I never thought that was possible. And I never, what's more important rather, is that I never got on the treadmill to run for a certain time. I always got on the treadmill or I went to the track to run as best as I could that day. Mm. I didn't know what the end result would ever be. Uh, in fact, I didn't even really have like big running goals. I would want to run like 30 seconds faster uh, because I didn't see myself as ever being a runner that right. could run faster. Well, I also think that there's like, and this is me not knowing running programs as intimately as you do. Mm -hmm. So pardon the uh, naivety. Um, but like when you're doing a shorter workout, it's usually like you just put in the work. It's mm -hmm. not like there's not as much time to be in your head about it. It's so you true. Know? Like you got 45 seconds, go. And, yeah. or like you got five minutes, go. Yeah. And it's not, um, it, it becomes less heady and more like really in your heart. Like it's a yeah. gutsy workout. And what I think is important to share is these drips of Tuesday mornings became ultimately once, like once upon a time, my 400 meter pace, like once around the track became my marathon pace. Whoa, cool. And and it's a it's a metaphor that I often look for to say where else does this show up in my life? Mm. That's something that I could do once upon a time for ninety seconds. I can now do for twenty six miles. Right. Completely figuratively. Yeah. Of course. And um, I would push that back to you. Be it your yoga class, you know, or community that you've built. Mm. When you think of that drip in your life, what? Where did you start? Oh, and you can think. Only out of gutsy, wholehearted commitment in the moment have I seen something transition from where it was to to where your life is now. Oh my God, good question. Um, you know, I would say that I would go to my relationship with Chad and I would say it more from a place of um, oftentimes like the drip to me, it's like dating. It's like mm. you're going on a little date here and there. And then you're like commitment to see each other or speak to each other more often increases. And then all of a sudden you, we moved in together. And now the drip was like every morning I wake up and I get to make a commitment to choose this person as the, my partner. Yeah. And when you're living together and testing it out and testing out the waters, it's kind of like, okay, I, it's like a very, um, it feels like an important choice. Like I need to do this because like today is going to be a good day for us. And then now that we're married, it's also, it's transitioned to be a choice that I am elated to make. Aww. Like this is the person I get to choose over and over again. Yeah. Yet it's still my responsibility to choose my partner because sometimes he'll wake up and he's running late or I wake up and I'm running late <laughs> Or we wake up and we have all morning together and we get to have breakfast. Or sometimes I wake up and he's not there because either I'm working with a client somewhere in the world or he's off for an early morning run and we are like schedules aren't there. And so the moments that we do get to share and I do wake up and I'm like, I get to choose Chad as my husband. Like those are, those are like pretty big moments. And the fact that it started out as a little drip. Yeah. And is now transformed into like a relationship that I would say is like the proudest thing in my life right now. Yeah. Um, like I would say like, s yeah, similar to 
an athletic endeavor is mm -hmm. also in our personal lives, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I ask about the drip, and I think it's so important to talk about the drip, and I love that we can talk about the drip on a Tuesday, is because often, like your beautiful, um, you know, articulation of how the week rolls, a drip is just another day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not that it's boring. It just doesn't really need the pomp and circumstance of a Monday or a Friday. Mm. And it really takes just showing up mm -hmm. it takes making the choice and it can be a Tuesday or it can be a Saturday uh, but choosing to show up I think is actually what's important yeah and I think it's it's awesome for us to speak about this because clearly we're obsessed with goals yeah and I think people can mistake us for being so obsessed with the future that we actually don't live in the present. Mm. I think that's a bit of a downfall of this whole goal setting mentality is, mm. you know, how is future Steph going to benefit from this? Or how does this help me achieve my vision and goals? Right. And the reality is there's nothing more potent to help you achieve your vision and goals than the drip of being consistent every day. And, and in a world where there's stimulation everywhere, um, especially online, mm. I mean, heck, our podcast will be online, so we're contributing to this, dare I say, noise. Um, there's something about some some basic, consistent practices yeah. that I think should never lose their, like, sexiness. Yeah. You know? I was just reading an article, actually, um, for the course that I'm taking in Edmonton, and it talked about integrity being the relationship you have with your own self. Mm. And that to me really resonated because it's like when it was just you on the treadmill on Tuesdays, like that's it. Like mm. it's the commitment you had with yourself when that alarm went off. And so often people talk about it as like self-discipline, but really if we reframe it to be like the integrity of your own word to yourself. Yeah. And that to me, it's like when people show up, to my yoga class and they like brought two of their friends and it's like, man, community matters because holding someone um, able and, and accountable and to call and be like, Hey, are you coming at six 30? Like that matters. And it makes a difference. What's even more beneficial to our own practice of self leadership is I put in my calendar that at six 30, I was going to go to a class and at six 30, I'm going to go to a class. Right. And I may not know, I may not have a buddy, I may not have someone to do it with and it like, I'm still going to do it. Right. And so, you know, it's January. People are thinking about all the goals and the practices. And it's like when you open up your fridge and you said that you weren't going to eat something for, that was like not good for your body and it's staring back at you at the fridge, like that's those moments of integrity with yourself. Right. And it's like, that's the, like, be it a drip of showing up on a treadmill showing up for yourself when you are choosing what food to eat, choosing the type of people you want to hang out with or the types of comments you leave online, like right. all of it. It's like how you show up matters. Totally. Um, you just said something that I really wanted to dive into. Um, oh yeah. Showing up for yourself and the commitment to showing up for yourself. How, how do you cultivate that? Because I think it's easy. Mm. It, yeah. It's easy for you to say that it's yeah. great. Of course, I'm going to set my alarm clock and I'm going to go oh, and yeah. get to the gym. And 
what what's just one tip you would have for um for being committed to showing up for yourself yeah you know especially when everyone's like you need a buddy for this and you need yeah yeah or it's like in order to go for that run you need to have a bigger goal Mm. but maybe you don't have a running goal and you just want to go for a run right so previously when I had like a running goal in my calendar instead of it says run at 6 a.m it would be like the goal would be written and that was my time to work on the goal Mm. so in my calendar it was like pb half marathon right for an hour and you're like right this is my time to work on my pb half marathon right and now i actually set my alarm so that the alarm title is a positive declaration awesome so it's like i am fast or i am enough or Mm -hmm. i am courageous or i'm there for him Mm -hmm. or whatever it is so that when i get that alarm and i look at what's staring back at me it actually reminds me of like who I am at my best so that it's like, all right, like I am fast. Like I can do this. And I get like the first thing in the morning is not an email notification. It's not a, a, a a reminder of who commented on something on social. It's like a declaration of who I am. I love all of that. (laughs) One of our rules is 99% equals zero. I love 99% of that is just (laughs) equal zero in this case. Because I think waking up to a declaration is a beautiful thing. I love naming alarm clocks. I just wish we could create alarm or phones that didn't sleep in our rooms. Right. I wish there was an alarm clock we could do that so you didn't look at your phone right away. Right. You know? Well, they actually exist. They're called normal alarm clocks. I have mine. <laughs> do you know that I still have the same alarm clock from when I was like 12 years old? So you, why don't you just use that one? Then? No, I do. I don't oh, okay. dare sleep with my phone. I just think you've offered our audience a really great oh, okay. tip to name your alarm. <laughs> Speaking of that and showing up for yourself, I think a lot of it, more than 99% of it has to do with the morning mm-hmm. and the decisions you make and, and your morning routine and and stay tuned because that will be a podcast in and of itself or our morning routines and commitments to the morning, especially a Tuesday morning or any morning for that matter. Yeah. Um, I was speaking with a friend of ours about, about goals and he was missing some morning workouts and he said, I would wake up and I'd go to the kitchen and then I'd go back to bed and I'd go to the kitchen and I'd go back to bed. And by the time I woke up, I was just frustrated because I had missed the morning workout. Mm. And what I said to him is that you never get to choose in the morning whether you're going to miss a workout. If you've gone to bed too late at night, then you make the choice at night that you're not going to get to the workout in the morning. Yet if you commit, when you go to bed at night, that you're going to that workout in the morning, you set the alarm and you get up because no one actually feels great at 5am. Yeah. No matter what. (laughs) And you're, we're all a little tired. We're waking up before the sun. It's still dark. So if you set your alarm in the morning, start with that being the one piece of integrity that you'll hold true Mm. to yourself, that you get up Yeah. and, and make choices accordingly so that when your alarm goes off. You're ready to go. Yeah. And my hope is that when you get up, whether you're going to a yoga class, whether you're getting right into the office straight away, or or heck, maybe you're getting on a treadmill and we have the sweet opportunity to be your treadmill workout. Mm. Podcast for the treadmill, that's, I should say. That's so good. Let's wrap. What's, uh, what's making your heart beat faster this week, Seth? 
Well, speaking of treadmill workouts, I'm in this like one month period of the year that I'm not doing treadmill workouts, um, yet I'm scheduling lots of them for my athletes because I think <laughs> it's a great time for them to do it. So my favorite treadmill workout is 10 to 20, depending on where you're at, um, 90 second efforts on equal rest. So if you are looking for... So in like layman's terms, I have no idea what you just said. What is that trick? <laughs> you're going to run as fast as you can for 90 seconds. Yeah. Ideally, your incline will be at 1%. And then you're going to take 90 seconds rest. So it's a 30-minute workout. You can do it 10 times. And you can build to 20 times um, cool. over, over the course of the year. I'm, I'm really committed to running fast. Cool. Okay. What's making your heart beat faster, bro? For me, actually, like, shout out to our friend Zoe, because she had this incredible idea of reading more mindful books this year. Cool. And so she started a mindful book club. Amazing. And we're currently reading um, a book by Manoush Zomorodi, and it's called Bored and Brilliant, How Spacing Out Can Unlock Your Most Productive and Creative Self, which essentially is, like, I've read a couple pages now. And it's like, don't pick up your phone while you wait for an elevator or don't pick up your phone while you're in line. Like being bored actually allows our mind to wander and we may come up with new and creative things um, in that. So it's unpacking that a little bit. I love that. Yeah. So that's like really awesome these days. Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Peace.